The following message is brought to you by the teaching and preaching ministry of Cornerstone Baptist Church and Pastor Stephen Stewart. Good morning, church family. We are thankful for uh, another Sunday to be able to gather together, even if not uh, in our normal way. Uh, it's great to be able to address you and to update you and to bring a message from God's Word. Let me just start right away uh, with saying a big thank you to our staff. Uh, they've done a tremendous job. Uh, a lot of the things that our staff always does is unseen throughout the week. But even through uh, these last couple weeks, this is all new to us. We're having to learn and adjust and adapt to it. And they've done a great job of keeping up around the facilities and things uh, that normally uh, need to be done of doing that, but also uh, getting us caught up to be able to uh, come and meet together like this and to uh, do the videos for our children and to keep the announcements uh, before you. And I just want to say a big thank you uh, to our staff and to our church family for communicating and uh, praying for one another and keeping up to date on uh, what is going on. Uh, we'll address the church later this week. Uh, we had first posted that we were postponing through April the 1st, and we are going to continue to do that. Uh, but we'll release uh, an update after uh, the beginning of April to be able to look into the future and uh, see where we're at. And we may need to continue to adjust our service schedule and meet in this way. And uh, we'll do whatever we, we need necessary uh, to be able to get through this time. We are looking forward to the day to meeting back together here as a church family, uh, being able to enjoy the fellowship and uh, the love that we have for each other uh, in that way. But I want to encourage you to continue to reach out, to continue to do the things that we know to do. Read your Bible, pray, uh, witness, uh, seek the Lord, continue to be a help and a blessing uh, to those around you and your church family at this time. So uh, let me remind you of, of just a couple other things. Uh, I, I want to encourage our giving. Uh, we had a, a good week uh, last week, given the circumstance uh, for uh, giving online and through the church website and the giving app that we have. Um, and so if you haven't downloaded those things or you haven't used those yet, I want to encourage you uh, to go on right after uh, the message today and to do that. I believe placing God first is placing our trust in Him that even though the times are uncertain, we are certain about the God that we serve and that He is going to provide and care for us at this time. Some have come by the church and used the giving kiosk in order to uh, make their giving and uh, uh, it's just been an encouraging uh, thing to, to watch God's people be faithful to Him at this time. So I want to encourage us all to do that. Uh, and then secondly, in, along that same lines, I want us not to neglect our giving to missions. We are going to continue our commitment to our missionaries uh, coming up. Every month we send out our support at the first of the month. And so after the first Sunday of each month, uh, we mail out our checks to our missionaries. We have uh, every intention uh, to continue that even through this uncertain time. We've made that commitment. We've trusted God by faith that He would provide for that need. And so we want to do that. Many of our missionaries, especially those that are 
bound right now in foreign countries. Uh, they are living by faith and, and have even more uncertainty upon them. So we want to be a blessing to them and uh, honor our commitment that God has led us into and to be faithful to Him at this time through our missions giving. So you can give through uh, the website and the app. Uh, there is a drop-down menu there to give through the general fund, which is our tithes and offerings, and a missions uh, gift uh, through the missions fund. And so I want to encourage you to do that. My family and I, we will do that as uh, the beginning of the month starts. We will give our tithes and offerings and our giving to missions. And also we're going to pray and seek about how the Lord can use us to go over and above uh, in those areas. And then thirdly, in the area of giving is we, uh, as our staff, have sat down and we want to look into our community of how we can be a help and a blessing. Those uh, that right now are serving our community, our first responders and those at the hospital, of maybe providing a meal, paying for a meal to be sent, and uh, to just say thank you for your service to our community right now uh, from the Cornerstone Baptist Church. So maybe you'd want to give a gift to help do that. Maybe you're seeking a way to be able to help, be a help and a blessing to those within our community right now and those uh, that are helping and, and serving um, uh, in, in our local community. And so we as a church, we're trying to organize that, trying to see what is the best way we can do that, maybe have some food delivered uh, to them. Uh, any way that we can look at being a blessing that would further also being able to get the gospel out, bring, uh, provide a church invitation uh, to meet with us when we're able to do so, we want to look at every opportunity that we can for that. And so think about that as an area of giving uh, that we can reach out into our communities and uh, provide a service there that would give us uh, some influence for the glory of God. And then uh, be sure to check your emails as we're going to try to get out a list of church members and their families so that you can pray for them and uh, continue to lift up one another uh, in prayer. And so we'll be sending that out along as uh, pertinent information to be able to uh, be a help uh, to you as the church uh, gathers together, though not bodily here, but spiritually as we take one another uh, to the Lord and ask God to help. There's been requests made to the church we've been, we've been praying for. There's also been some answers to prayer as some of our people are going back to work and seeing God provide in a great way. So we want to share that with you and uh, just continue to pray for one another because God is working in our midst. Aren't you glad we serve a God that's in control, that we can rest in Him, that has not given us a spirit of fear? Uh, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And we want to exercise that and truly trust Him and live that out. You see, the Christian life isn't just when times are good. Uh, the Christian life is every moment, every day, every circumstance. It's a way that we can express our faith in Him, that we truly trust Him, that we're truly uh, living uh, not in a fearful way, uh, and when I say that, I'm not saying that we live flippantly or that we're just out and about ignoring uh, the common sense and uh, trying to, to do our very best to follow uh, those that have authority over us right now in government. We want to be a help and encouragement to them and uh, follow along the best that we can, acknowledging uh, and praying for them, uh, but uh, also not living fearful and understanding that God is in full control throughout this circumstance. And so we try to balance that according to God's Word. I want us to draw our attention now 
to God's Word. And we're going back into our study in Genesis chapter number 3. So if you take your Bibles and turn there with me, we'll begin our reading in verse number 1 today. And we're going to carry on past what we've looked at. Uh, last week when we met, we entered into chapter number 3 looking at uh, man's will versus God's will. We saw that uh, man through uh, here, I say man in a general sense, but Eve in her conversation with Satan, she added to God's Word. And the devil took away from God's Word. And we saw the detriment of where that leads. And it leads us to temptation. It leads us uh, into a sinful lifestyle, a sinful path, uh, which was devastating. Uh, Adam and Eve's sin affected the entire human race. And we're still dealing with that today. And that is a problem that every person that has ever lived on the face of this earth has dealt with. That's the big, biggest problem you and I deal with is our own sinfulness. And we thank God for His grace and we thank God for loving us and for providing uh, salvation through Jesus Christ. And that's the message that every man and woman, boy and girl need to hear. But it all starts right here. This is really the epicenter of it. And we see it in Genesis chapter 3. If you're there following along, let's begin reading in verse number 1 as we look in this today. As We're seeing the corruption of man. And we're going to see that that leads to the consequences of man's sin. And so let's follow along in Genesis chapter 3 verse number 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? That's the first question in the Bible. The first question posed in God's Word was in opposition to God's Word. It questioned God. Verse number 2, the Bible says, And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it. Here's where she adds to it. Neither shall ye touch it. God never said that in chapter 2 and verse 17. But she added to it. And then she says in verse number 3, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. And see here the serpent is now taking away from it. Because God's word said, yes, you will die. But Satan here he is saying, ye, ye shall not surely die. For God doth know in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and we, we looked at this on Wednesday night, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, she saw that it was good for food for her. And that it was pleasant to the eyes, and her mind, she was dwelling on it, became pleasant to her. And a tree to be desired to make one wise, they're the pride of life, to be something that God had not intended for us to be, to pursue something God did not intend for us to pursue. But that was what the devil said, you'll be as gods. And she saw that, and she thought she became wise in her own eyes. The Bible says in verse 6, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Verse 7 says, The eyes of them both were opened. And notice from verse 5, when Satan said, Your eyes shall be opened, he, he lied to them and said, Ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. But the Bible says, When their eyes were opened, in verse 7, And they knew, they knew, 
that they were both naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Remember we made note of that back in chapter number 2, the Lord God, the relationship aspect of God. God the Creator, when you add, bring in the Lord God, the Lord being that relationship aspect, the master uh, of, of our life. Uh, it, it, it shows... Uh, the relationship to our humanity, that God is, is our Lord. He desires to have that personal aspect in reaching into our life. He's not some distant creator. He's the God that's there with us, that's next to us, and the God that was walking with them and talking with them. And when they heard that voice, the Bible says, walking in the garden in the cool of the day, in verse 8, the Bible says, Adam and Eve or Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to me with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. Verse number 14, we'll get into at a later time and following as the consequences begin to unfold due to the sinfulness of Adam and Eve. But I want us to draw our attention to verse number 9 and the question there. This is now the second question posed in the Bible. Remember the first question we made note of early in this chapter was questioning God. And now God here poses this question to man. He says, where art thou? And I want us to think along those lines today and draw our, our, our message toward that question, where art thou? And I want you to ask that question, where am I? Where am I? You may be watching this in the comfort of your own living room or in some aspect there. And I'm not speaking of where are you right now physically, but I'm asking you, where are you with the Lord? Where art thou? Where is your heart today? I believe there's two choices when we make it through to the other side of, of this that has upset all of our lives and our, our community and our country and the world. Uh, there's, there's really two choices where we are with God. We're going to be drawn closer to God. We've spent time with God in His Word and prayer. We've spent time meditating and focusing and letting God use us, being a witness for Him, communicating with His church, being found faithful in all the areas that we know to do right in. We're going to draw closer to God. Or secondly, we're going to be drifting further from God. We're going to forsaken the assembling of ourselves together, even if it is the, these videos or communicating and keeping connection with the church, uh, being faithful in our giving, being faithful in, in uh, all aspects of the Christian life and walking with God. Where are we going to be? Are we going to be closer to God or are we going to be drifting further from God? I believe those are the only two choices that we'll find. Whether it be in the next weeks, months, or years, where will we be? Where art thou, Adam? 
That was the question that God posed. And it was really one of the most gracious things that God could have done for Adam because it's the grace of God that we see on display here. It's the grace of God that confronts us where we are. Of course God knew where Adam was. No man can hide from God. When we read the psalmist's words in Psalm 139, he's before us, he's behind us, he's beside us, he's above us. God knows all things. God knew us when we were in our mother's womb. God knows uh, every aspect about us. He created us. He is the Lord God that has that relationship with us. It wasn't that God didn't know where Adam was. God posed this question to Adam so that Adam could reveal to himself where he was with God. Adam, where are you? And it was one of the most gracious things that God could do to confront Adam where he was. He wanted Adam to reckon where he was with his God. Sometimes we don't like this, and Adam didn't like this. He was hid from God. And we'll see later, he began to make excuses with God. But from God's point of view, this was his grace on display. He truly loves us. And even though there was consequences that are going to be brought to man's sinfulness, it was God's love on display for Adam, for Eve. And it's a beautiful thing. Where are you with God? Would you answer that question? Where are you? I want us to break this down and use this time to reveal where we are with the Lord. Where we will be with Him. Well, what, what direction is our course? Will we continue to see a biblical worldview on display? How God is going to use this and how He's in full control? Or are we going to withdraw? Are we going to let our fear and anxiety and even selfishness prevail? It's really telling of us, isn't it? It was telling of Adam and Eve. Let's begin to look here and back into God's Word and to see what was on display of what drew God uh, to ask this question and what he, it, it drew out of Adam as his response. When we go back and we see in verse 6 that the woman saw that it was pleasant to her eyes and she had this desire, she took of it and did eat. And the Bible says, and gave also unto her husband with her. With her. He was with her. Whether when he came, we, we don't truly know if he was there in the midst of the temptation and he heard also the temptation of the serpent. He never stopped Eve. But what we do know of this is that he was with her and the Bible says he did eat. He willfully took of the fruit and ate. The Bible says the eyes of them both were opened. They were both opened. And the reaction wasn't what was promised by the devil. It was what was promised of God. That they would surely die. And that spiritual separation began to take place. And I want you to see that in, in these responses here. The Bible says the eyes of both of them were opened. And that they knew that they were naked. There was shame. Remember God created Adam as a living soul. He had intellect, will, and emotion. 
But this type of shame, this, this aspect that was in man had never come out of man. He didn't, he didn't know this because he, was, he had been in uh, an atmosphere of being right with God. But now that he was brought with his choice and he chose his will over God's will, this shame brought forth. And the reaction of shame was that they hid themselves, the Bible says, because they were naked. And they tried to cover their shame with their own work. They sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And really what a futile attempt. That, that would not be long lasting at all. It was just in the moment. What can we do to hide? How can we cover this up? How can we make ourselves feel better? It was really a discovering of where they were at. Where are you, Adam? The Bible said they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. There is a hiding there. I want you to see, first of all, if you want to make note of these things, we, we see something revealed here in the question, where art thou? We see Adam's conscience revealed, his conscience revealed. He made a covering for himself. He tried to hid himself from the presence of God. And his conscience was revealed there in his response to this question, where art thou? His conscience was filled with shame. His conscience was one of wanting to avoid God. Uh, his conscience was, was being seared within himself. Isn't that what sin does to us? It begins to work inside of us and our conscience that Paul said in, in the book of Acts that we should always work to keep our conscience void of offense before God, before man. It was fully on display here and his conscience was that he was troubled, he was shamed. And his conscience then revealed and led him to make a confession. In verse number 10, his confession was this, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid. The confession wasn't that I need to get right with you. The confession was I'm scared and I'm afraid of, of what you're going to do and, and, and what, what's going to take place. He said, I was afraid of you, God, because I was naked and I hid myself. He was guilty before God and he knew it. But his confession wasn't one that was going to bring back and, and, and enter into the relationship as God. He says in the New Testament, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us. But that confession isn't that, that we got caught. The confession is that we did wrong. And that we're not trying to no longer hide from you. That we're exposed and we're right in front of you and we're saying, God, here I am in all my shame. And I was wrong. Adam's confession was, God, I, I'm shameful and I'm hiding. And it was almost, God, it'd be better if you weren't here because you're revealing where I'm at. Because he said, where art thou, Adam? And Adam's confession led and he then made the mistake of saying, 
Verse number 11, Who told thee that thou wast naked? God asked. Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I did eat. That's far from what he said, what we read in uh, Genesis chapter 2, wasn't it? When uh, Adam saw Eve, he said, Now this is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. We're, we're one, we're unified. And now he is saying, She made me do it. It's her fault. And you gave her to, to me, and so truly, God, it's your fault. That's a pretty lousy confession, isn't it? But that's oftentimes revealing of where we're at with God. That we haven't trusted Him. That we even begin to blame Him for allowing this into our life and putting us in this position. But it was really a revealing of what was in Adam's heart. All of this is coming out now. And the Bible says that he ate of it in verse 12. And verse 13, the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman then turned, and she had learned from her husband, didn't she? Not to accept the responsibility, but then to pass it off. And she said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. Now there is some truth here. The serpent did beguile her. He appealed to the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. But both Adam and Eve had willfully sinned. And it revealed where they were at with God. Pay special attention, if you would, to Adam's conscience and his confession. And internalize that and bring it back home. And ask, where am I at with God? Right now. What does that speak to our mind and our heart? Are we willing to confess that and bring out to God, Lord, this is where I'm at with you? Maybe it's I'm struggling right now with this, Lord. I'm questioning. Maybe it's there's something in my life that needs to be forsaken and confessed and asking God for forgiveness. Maybe it's, be, it's trusting the Lord and seeking His wisdom for decisions, whatever it may be at this time. But where are we at with God? That's at the forefront of most important right now. Regarding of everything that's going on. Where are you and I at with God? Through this all, will we be closer to Him? Or further from Him? As we continue through this, we'll see the consequences of man's sinfulness. But I don't think we need to get ahead of ourselves before we take an inward look at ourselves. And ask that question, where are we at with God? We hear His voice. He's speaking, isn't He? He speaks from His Word. He speaks through the circumstances of our life, through others speaking into our life. But as we look into His Word today, we see that question, where art thou? Where are you? Where will we be? Where are we pointing? Where are we going? Let's bow right now and ask God's help. Father, we thank You for Your Word. Lord, we do thank You even, Lord, for bringing us to this point, this point of trusting You. And Father, I pray that we would take to heart where we are with You. And may You stir our hearts. May You draw us close to Thee. May our families see a renewed passion and a heart for You. May our church see a renewed passion and a heart for You. And may that spread throughout our community and throughout the world. 
in a way maybe even never seen before. We want to praise you and thank you for all that you'll do. Help us now, we ask. In Christ's name. Amen. We'll continue on in our uh, next meeting times uh, in Genesis chapter number 3. Go ahead and read through that. Uh, be uh, prepared for the messages as they come, asking God to speak to our hearts. But let's address where we are at with God today. And be open and honest before God. Take the excuse, excuses off, off the shelf. And just get right up close to God and say, God, show me where I'm at with you. Help me. Draw close to Him. I'm praying for you. And we'll cover your prayers. And continue to be found faithful to the Lord. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you, keep you healthy and safe, and provide for you as only He can. Lord bless you. Thank you for listening to this message brought to you by the teaching and preaching ministry of the Cornerstone Baptist Church. If this message was a blessing to you, please consider leaving us a review or sharing the message on social media. Thank you once again for tuning in.